Welcome to the third episode. This is your host Abby, and how are you guys doing? So, earlier this week, I posted my very first episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In, and I did share it with the rest of the world. And I got pretty good responses, mostly from my friends. Just wanted to say thank you so much for all the wonderful comments. And I did get some responses saying that I did talk about pretty heavy topics, and I didn't realize they were pretty heavy because I guess it was part of my past. At that moment, I did feel like my life was over. Or I just felt alone. But it's made me who I am today. But from now, it'll be a lot more lighter. Well, starting the second episode, if you guys heard it. But for today's episode, I am very excited to talk about this. I'm gonna be talking about job hunting in Japan as a university student. And I know someone's gonna say, Abby, I don't live in Japan. I'm not planning on job hunting in Japan. I understand. But hear me out. I'm excited to share this topic because you can also learn how to apply these in your current country if you're a student looking for a job or whether you're already in a workplace. But mostly the topic is for foreigners who are students, who are Planning on working in Japan or thinking about living in Japan. So, exactly how Japan's job hunting for university students is different than the rest of the world. Job hunting in Japan is called shushokatsudo or shukatsu as for short. And it's done once a year. For university students, everyone gets hired at the same time, which is in April, beginning of the fiscal year. And if you're an undergraduate student, you usually start job hunting in your third year. And if you're a master's student, you usually start job hunting in your first year as grad student. And what's very unique, first of all, I wanted to address is. It starts same time every year, and the style is very s- s- different than how you do it in the Western world. And I want to talk about the two types of job hunting as a university student, and my experiences, and what I advise to any foreigners who are students looking for a job in Japan. Before we start talking about my experiences and my advice as job hunting for university students in Japan, I do want to address that I'm not going to be going to talk about how the job hunting situation works as a general. So I will leave a good link down below on the overall process of job hunting. And if you have any more questions or you want to hear more about it, I will talk about it in another podcast if anyone's interested in. Okay, thank you. Before I start talking about the two different types of 
job hunting style. I want to address this to any foreigners who are thinking about applying for a job in Japan is make sure that you actually want to live in Japan for a longer term. Because for me, I kind of got sucked into job hunting in Japan because other university students who are Japanese were doing the same thing. I wasn't sure what exactly where to go next. So I blindly followed the Japanese students and I got sucked into it. And I kind of regret it because I feel like there are even other ways of applying for jobs in Japan. A lot of my friends were very smart with if they want to stay in Japan or they want to go back to their home countries or go to another country. So I have an idea of if you want to stay in Japan for long term because it does affect your career and your future. Okay, now two types of job hunting in Japan. The first type is I'm not quite familiar with it because I did not take this route is applying by yourself. Whether it's online or going to a career fair to talk to a recruiter. And for the career fairs, it's very typical to how they do in investment cultures. But in Japan, most of the bigger career fairs with a lot of companies are in bigger cities like Tokyo, Osaka, or Nagoya. So I was living in Sendai and I would have to go all the way to Tokyo just to attend this career fair. And a lot of the students, what they do is they want to attend several career fairs because they want to see what companies fit them best. So what they do is they would take a shinkansen, a bullet train, but it's very expensive. So they will take the night bus. The night bus is much cheaper, half of the price as the shinkansen, but it's nighttime. You sleep on the bus, you wake up in the morning, you go to the career fair and they come back by the night bus. I've done that once and I definitely don't recommend it because I'm the type of person that cannot sleep on the bus. It's kind of like sleeping on an airplane. So I definitely got sick and I did not have a good night's rest for a couple of days. So plan out your career fairs. If you want to go to the ones in Tokyo, because it does cost a lot of money and it does take a lot of your time, which is very stressful. So make sure to kind of understand which companies you want to go look at, which career fairs you want to go to. For applying by yourself, you go to a career fair, you go to a job seminar within like the same company, talk to the recruiters, maybe do a tour at the company. Then they'll ask you for a couple of interviews. So in that ways, it's a little bit similar to other countries. But for me, today I'm going to be deep into recommendation by the university, which is the way I apply for jobs in Japan. And some parts are very similar to the Western cultures and other countries. But I will talk about what specifically they will do or ask as a foreigner and how to answer it and how to act. Give you tips on what to do as a foreigner and the best way to job hunt. So for recommendation by university, they have... A bigger alumni association within your university and 
just for the university, they have a lot of companies within the alumni association, and they come to their own university career fairs. This also happens once a year at the same time that Japan's job hunting season starts for students. You don't have to go to Tokyo, you don't have to go to bigger cities, they come to you. When they come to you and you do the same thing going to a career fair, you talk to different recruiters, you give them a resume, and they ask you a lot of questions. And after that, they will have like a big party. You can talk to the recruiters casually, which obviously you're not really there casually, but you can still kind of talk to them at ease. Now I'm going to be talking about my experiences within these recommendations and how I got to a job. So I was interested in three or four companies through the university. They're all big corporate nine to five Japanese companies. And every single week, the alumni, the recruiters, they will come to Sendai where I was. They will have like a mini interview. So it's technically like a meeting but it's basically an interview and they talk to you and they ask you why you want to join the company what kind of position I was interested in and what's the work lifestyle they ask you a lot of these questions and you're able to ask them a lot of questions because it's kind of like job matching and afterwards every time I have these meetings slash interviews we will go for a dinner slash drinks. Obviously, it's a Japanese style. So going to a izakaya and I never thought of it as like a part of the interview, but it was basically an interview. In these meetings, this was a little bit of a shock because every all of these meetings or these interviews that you go through with the university, they tell you to wear casual clothes. And when it says casual clothes, you will think, okay, you can dress however you want. Well, obviously a little bit appropriate, but I will wear like a jean and a t-shirt with sneakers. That's kind of how I showed up to these meetings. Well, it was during the wintertime, so I did wear a sweater. But what is weird is that even though it says casual clothes, every student showed up in a suit. I was very, very shocked because I don't understand why would you wear a suit when it says casual on it. And I even asked one of the students that were applying with me, why would you wear a suit when it says casual? And couldn't really answer. I guess it's kind of like a hidden truth. You're supposed to wear business clothes. So, but even though everyone's wearing a business clothes, don't wear suits because I'm telling you, Wearing a suit at a casual meeting, when it says casual meeting slash interview, quotation mark, it doesn't mean to wear a suit. The recruiters are not going to look at you based on how you look. They're going to look at your personality. They're going to look at your desire. They're going to look at why you're interested in the company. It's all about how you present yourself, not based on how you dress, what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of shoes you're wearing if your shoes are polished right if your bag has some stain on it it doesn't matter you should always be presented with how you act which I want to explain especially for foreigners because we're already different than these typical Japanese people so you want to 
address to them that you're also important. You can make a difference. You're able to contribute to this company by letting them know that you're important as well. So don't wear suits. I'm telling you, if you feel conscious, fine, go right ahead. But I don't really recommend it and neither should you wear it. Okay. So like I mentioned before, with recruiters, they will ask you a lot of questions. Because you're a foreigner and because because you're a foreigner, they're very curious to see if you're going to stick around and what kind of person you're. Is the Japanese really good? They have extra questions just for foreigners. And one thing that my recruiter told me that I still use it today is make sure with every single interview, you should talk about where you come from. The reason why is you're different. So they don't know who you are, especially they can't read who you are. So you want to be able to tell them that where you come from and what kind of person you are. In the Western culture, you don't really want to talk about your background so much. That's what I heard. Obviously, I haven't really applied for a company in the Western countries, but for in Japan, I always start off when I have an interview with a new person. Every time I meet them, I always talk about my background. For example, my name is Abby. I'm Indian, 100% Indian. I was born in Japan. I lived in Japan and US, blah, 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 blah. So even if it's like a short 30 seconds maximum, you should always tell them where you're from. It's very important. They can understand where you come from. Okay. Another question they'll definitely ask is, will you go back to your country in several years? The reason why they ask you is because Japanese companies, the employees tend to work there till they retire. They don't want to hire people that will leave the company. And foreigners are kind of a high risk because whatever situation is, they want to go back to their country, they will quit the job. So my advice is don't tell them that you are planning on going back. You should tell them that you don't have a plan yet if you're leaving Japan or not, but you'll be staying in Japan for a while. So they know that you're going to stay in Japan and you're here for the long term. Also, for foreigners, they will compare certain industry within your own country. I remember when I was applying for several companies, they will ask me, why do you want to work for our Japanese company when there's the same industry as in your own, like India or US? They will definitely ask that, but you should tell them that you want to stay in Japan long term and you really want to work with the Japanese company. You should always let them know that you prefer working in Japan and you're here for the long term because a lot of the time they feel that you're not going to stay longer and they won't hire you. This is also including in staying for the long term is how serious are you applying for this position because especially for foreigners, people might come and go. They're really worried about not here for the long term. So you should have an answer to this question as well. And lastly, they will always ask why Japan? Why don't you want to work in your own country? Why do you want to work here? And for me, obviously, I grew up here. I speak Japanese. I also want to bring Japan and 
other countries together. That's what I told them. But you should also have like a specific answer to that because they will always ask. Okay, so that's kind of like the whole recommendation process through the university and going back and forth. From my experience, I, for one company, I had the meeting slash interview seven different times because they were worried about me because I'm a foreigner. They were worried about my Japanese skills. They were worried if I'm going to leave the company in a few years. They had so many anxieties just because I'm a foreigner. And they were really worried about hiring me. So they were making sure to have as many interviews as possible with me. Which was kind of overwhelming because I remember the same batch of kids who also got hired with the same company. They already got the position two or three meetings before I got my position and I was wondering like why am I not getting hired yet why are they worried about me why is other people getting the job so it's very different as a foreigner okay now that you have this recommendation situation now with both applying by yourself and applying for as a recommendation, the final interview, which will be done at a headquarters of the company. And this is my experience and what I was kind of shocked. I'm not sure about currently because of this, the 2020 situation, but in Japan, resumes are all handwritten. Let me know if it still is because I'm not quite sure. But when I applied, it was all handwritten. And coming from where I didn't read and write Japanese at all, all my studies are in English, I had a hard time. What I would do is I wrote everything in pencil, wrote it over a pen, and I erased the pencil marks and then submitted it. And when I got hired at the company and I talked to my director at the company who saw my resume, he told me, you should have erased my pencil marks a lot more clear and I remember like I'm sorry but in my mind I'm like well I'm sorry that I don't really write Japanese all the time <laughs> anyways so resume is all handwritten and another thing is you always have to have a picture for western cultures I know it's you're not supposed to put pictures because of discrimination so most of the places you don't even have to let them know which ethnicity you are, what sex you are. But in Japan, it's customary to put a picture in your resume. And the picture is also everyone looks the same. And I remember wearing my black recruiting suit because in Japan, everyone wears a recruiting suit for the interviews and they all look the same. It's always the, sh the same shade of black blouse pants or skirt for girls that heel the high heel has to be between three to five centimeters which is around like two inches i think so everyone looks the same even when you go to the interview i remember it was a group interview for me and everyone's dressed the same guys and girls and for girls the makeup is even looks the same too obviously <laughs> i can't wear the same makeup as japanese people but make sure to wear a suit for the final interview and it should be the recruiting suit even though I freaking hate it. Wear a recruiting suit. After you get the job, yay, 
And for my university, there was a book, a folder, where all the students wrote comments and the job hunting experience and advice to students who are going to be job hunting next year. And for me, I wrote everything in English. The reason why I wrote it in English is for foreigners who are interested in looking for a job in Japan. They don't really have a clue of how the job hunting process was, especially for university recommendation. I had no idea. No one told me anything. No one had any ideas. So I felt that it's necessary to give directions and give advice to these kids who have no idea how to job hunt in Japan. So if it's in English, it's easier for them to understand. Anyway, so that's my advice plus my experience in the university recruiting job hunting shukatsu as a university student. It was a very bizarre experience. Would I ever do it again? Not really. Would I recommend it to any foreigners? Honestly, not really. But I know that a lot of foreigners who are interested in job hunting, and I really wanted to share this advice and how to job hunt because it was kind of a really ex- interesting experience for me. Very passionate about giving my advice, tips on what to do and what not to do. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And for next week, we have our very first guest. Her name is Ari. She was my grad school friend in Sendai. She reminds me of my family 25 years afterwards. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to her side of the story. What are some stuff that she learned or what she loved about Japan? Anyways, thank you so much. Bye.